This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I haven't done the math, but I think Honda's lost more than Chevy has this month, right? Is that how... Yeah, by a, by a good job. <laughs> is that a concern, or how much of a concern is that? Yeah, for sure it's a concern. Um, we've, seen, uh, we've seen engines go in, in different... Um, uh, mileage ranges, so there doesn't seem to be a super consistent theme there, which is both good and bad. It's it's uh, it's good because there's not one particular danger zone that you have to really worry about being in, and you know hoping that doesn't fall during the race. Uh, it's bad that it could be anywhere. So at the end of the day, there's nothing we can do about it. The race engine's in. It is what it is. You know the issues that they've had are not something that can be changed overnight. Uh, it's not a it's not a software issue. And so we have what we've got, and we're going to go out there and, and run our race. You know, we're going to hope for the best. And um, Honda's obviously done everything that they can to safeguard against failures in the race. And we just got to hope that they've done uh, they've done a good job. Did the concussion here a couple of years ago get hit by the stuff? How does the series deal with concussions? I mean, is this is everything that's being done done right, or are there things that even the layman could see that yeah, maybe if we did this, we'd protect somebody or protect somebody they're driving around more? No, I mean I think I think the league has, as in most areas of safety, been uh, been kind of at the forefront of this. You know, the, the impact test was something that we developed. It was something that NFL adopted from us ten years after we started doing it, something like that. Uh, and even currently, we have been rested on our laurels in that sense. There's a new protocol that's being being put in place using goggles that kind of monitor. Um, it, they, they, it tracks your eyes and how your eyes move, which is a huge part, of, like a huge symptom of, of concussion that it's hard to just for you or I to see. Um, computer tracks your eye movement and can have a, a much more, you know, accurate diagnosis that way. So even as far ahead as we have been of other sports, um, we're we're still pushing. So I think that uh, I think that as drivers, you know, we're comfortable and, and confident in the work that IndyCar is doing. That they're doing as much as possible. That test is that like the same sort of thing, like a baseline, and then if you get banged around, correct, yeah, okay. Um, oh, I know. We're seeing in other sports, and you know, in NASCAR, a little more with the, related to concussions. Guys, you know, donating your brain to science out there when they're growing up. I assume you plan on using yours for quite some time yet. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> but I mean, is that something you've considered? Oh yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. I mean, that's done, done deal. Done deal. If, if it can, if it can help, if it can be put to use, I got, no, I got no need for it at that point. So uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll I'll donate, donate it to the cause. Have, have you caught? Is that a trend, or is that just a personal thing, or? Honestly, I think most guys would be in a, in a similar situation. You know, I know a lot was made about, I believe it was Dale that said that last year or whatever it was. Um, I think that was something a lot of guys kind of had never really been asked, you know. But as soon as it was brought up, it was a no-brainer. You know, we... <laughs> Sorry, that was that was unintentional. Um, it, it's very easy decision for us. You know, if we can do something now, especially with something we don't need anymore, that's going to help benefit the future safety of our sport. Then yeah, it's it's an easy call. 
<laughs> Thanks. With uh, with the team now at six cars, is, is do you do you kind of stand back and look at this and what a, what a logistical proposition it is? I mean, it's a lot of pieces to this puzzle now that didn't used to be there. It's not like that big of a change, but it is a. a you mean Andretti Autosport? Yeah, in terms of in terms of. So I'm not I'm not with them anymore. No, sorry about that. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I can talk about it if you want. But, but yeah, I haven't if, seen it from the inside. If you could talk about a little bit about the, the logistics of, of having that many cars. In, I mean, even just two or three cars is a logistical difficulty, but to add that many onto it. For sure, it's tough, you know, and um, the, 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 tough, the toughest part about it is the team, it's very tough to make that kind of team happy because inevitably with that many bullets in the gun, someone's going to have a bad day. Right. So even if you're celebrating a good result, someone on the team's going to be upset. Someone on the team will either end up wrecked or DNF'd or the day just doesn't go well. That's that's just statistics. You know, that's just almost an inevitability. Uh, but you look at what they've done, you know, five of their six cars in the top ten. That, I mean, if there's a team that can do it, clearly it's that team. They've had a lot of experience running multiple cars uh, here at the Speedway, multiple cars more than their full-time entry here at the Speedway. And I mean, they're they're doing a hell of a job. You got to give them a lot of credit. What advice do you give to younger guys, rookies coming in here for their first time here at the 500? The same thing that they all told me when uh, when I was here for my first race, and that's patience. 500 miles is a very long race for all the rookies. The longest race they've ever done. You know, even guys that have done other 500 mile races. Uh, sometimes you still need to be reminded of that. You know, and it's it's interesting talking to Montoya about it because he did a stint in NASCAR where they do 500 mile races 20 times a year. We do two. And so, you know, in one season of NASCAR racing, he did more 500-mile races than Scott Dixon's done in his whole career, you know. And it, uh, it gives you a, a much better sense of how those races play out and that things can change. There is a huge ebb and flow in a race that distance. And so uh, this, this kind of sprint race urgency that you get at a, at a Barber or at a St. Pete, it's just not the case here. So how do you prepare for a 500 race differently from a regular race? You eat more and you and you drink more water, <laughs> um, but no. The the big thing is just is, is like I said is uh, is not getting too caught up in what's happening uh, if things are going badly early on because everything can change. You know, we saw Dario get hit in pit lane a couple of years ago, have to come in, change nose, and won the race. We saw Rossi not be able to get fuel in his car, came back and won the race. We saw Juan thirty third early in the race, came back and won it. So. These races just have, uh, you know, a tendency to reward the people that stay calm, that, uh, you know, make the best out of bad situations they find themselves in, and try not to make any mistakes and just execute well. That being said, you're comfortable in your car in race trim? You feel like you have what it takes to be able to get it done? Yeah, our car's our car's very comfortable in traffic. Uh, in race trim, it's been very good. It's still not as quick. You know, we, we saw that we were missing a little bit of pace in qualifying, and uh, not sure why. You know, to, to come here, you're on from being on pole with very little change in the technical regulations. It's it was weird to us that we, we seem to have you know phantomly lost a little bit of pace, but uh, but balance wise, the car's very strong, and you know with the the nature of the racing here at Indy now, um, it's it's not all about the fastest car anymore. It's I hate to use the term, but it's almost like a big pack race here the way that uh, the way that we've been practicing, and so uh, 
it doesn't necessarily have to be the quickest car in a straight line as long as you've got a good balance. It's such a unique animal, this event, isn't it? It really is. I mean, you, you won't go to any other track that, that races quite like Indy. You know, it is very much a, a one-groove racetrack. Um, you know, we do 500-mile races at places like Pocono or, uh, you know, you do at Fontana. Very, very different races. And if anything, a place like this rewards patience even more because it is so much harder to get through the field. You've got to really be, uh, you know, really be smart about the decision that you make out there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.